Hi, and welcome to Greedo Shot First. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And this is our uh, somewhat weekly Star Wars Nerdery podcast. We normally do the Time Travel Murder Mystery podcast. Uh, we do this on the side. Took a break last week, but we're back doing it this week. How you doing, Marco? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing all right. To be fair, well, Fresca. Ugh, why do you drink that shit? <laughs> I mean, honestly, why? I don't know. What was the, what did Steve make of the Fresca? Was it like rum in Fresca? Ew. God, that's disgusting. Is, isn't that what he made? You know, Fresca is still soda. It's not like it's good for you. Granted, granted. Yeah. But like, wasn't that what the drink he made? I don't remember. I was going to be fair, and we'll get into this. Our week off, we did do something Star Wars related. That's true. We went we'll to Disneyland. It. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Star Tours. So mm-hmm. cool. All right. Um, but before we kind of had some news in this past uh, two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, Zack Snyder, you want to talk about that? <sighs> this is the only time in my life that I want to talk about Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. That hack. Uh, yeah, that uh, that threatened to ruin our vacation. That news, that one day news story. I wouldn't story. say it was terrible news. I was already compared to compartmentalize it away into something that I could safely ignore if need be. I think the initial news, yes, but had that come to fruition, had there been an actual film to develop of that, it would have. I mean, not if it was the equivalent of my childhood. Don't say that. Not if it was the equivalent of like, uh, like the Ewok adventure or something. I would love to see Zack Snyder direct the Ewok adventure. But I mean, a, a side movie, not one of the main movies. Doesn't that basically fall well, into that category? The, like the a nice little bit higher this, level, but the nice thing about this is it kind of, kind of gives you a heads up that there are going to be these side movies. And if speculation is anything to go on, usually it's not. Like, you're going to get some people you don't respect doing side Star Wars movies. You might even get directors you don't expect respect doing, like, Episode 7. But So, the actual news here, uh, we might as well address this, is that Mm -hmm. Lucasfilm had was in talks with Zack Snyder to develop a Star Wars movie, not Episode 7, but just another kind of offshoot Star Wars movie that would be essentially like the Seventh Samurai, only with Jedi. Uh, And that was pretty much the only news. And then uh, not long after that, like I think it was the same day, like Snyder like tweeted that he's like, no, I don't have any involvement in Star Wars working on Superman, you know. Um, But the Vulture, the Vulture.com website he published this originally, they were like, well, we stand by our scoop. And that supposedly it's like, and this is where it sounds bizarre to me. It's like contingent on what happens with Superman. Like if Superman's a failure... Somehow Lucasfilm would then want Zack Snyder to work on yeah. this, but if it's not, then then Warner Brothers is going to want Zack Snyder to work on a Justice League movie, so he wouldn't be available. What yeah, I Superman suspect, sequel, yeah. yeah, what I suspect actually happened is that Zack Snyder like took a meeting, and they you know were just kind of picking his brain, like what would you do if you could do a Star Wars movie, and maybe he threw out that you know Seven Samurai idea or something like that. Yeah, most likely a meeting took place, but nothing's coming of it. Well, here's here's the the main problem with the internet in dealing with this, and like the the void, like the just absolute vacuum of news, as we've discussed several times here before, is uh, so like a few weeks ago they had that thing where you know J.J. Abrams had supposedly been offered the episode seven, you know, long time ago. Um, the story about it utilized the same quote from J.J. Abrams when episode seven was first announced, so it was like. Is somebody just repackaging like the soundbite they have from J.J. Abrams with a Most brand likely, new yes. scoop? I mean, like, wh- wh- where are the ethics here? What is real? You don't know. And then you have people just going nuts. I think right after we had recorded our Return of the Jedi uh, uh, talk about, you had found something online where somebody had seen like some kind of like uh, tweet pic that like, Megan Fox mm-hmm. had put up of like her R2 toy and people were like, oh. She's she's unofficially announcing that she's going to be in episode seven. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> well, or Spielberg is you know indefinitely postponed Robocalypse or Robo Apocalypse or Robo Jockalypse. 
And now people are like, well, obviously he's doing episode seven. Like, yeah. Well, as, as somebody who's, you know, both a veteran of the prequels and, uh, knows all about like the, uh, the Apple incorporated rumor mongering, um, I feel like I have a pretty good bullshit detector and I tend to just ignore most everything unless it starts to sound like it's coming from an extremely serious source. So yeah. I just ignore most stuff. So the stuff about JJ Abrams turning it down or Gilmero del Toro or whoever, it's to me, it's like all that stuff is initiated by reporters, not mm-hmm. by the person just coming out and saying it. So yeah. I, I tend to just ignore it. Um, there's going to be lots and lots of people, actors, directors and whatnot making you know somebody's going to shove a microphone in their face ask them about star wars they're going to have to say something it, nine times out of a thousand or i'm sorry 99 999 times out of a thousand it's going to mean nothing it's just they're responding to a question well yeah for example like somebody asked chris hemsworth and he said sure i'd love to be in a star wars movie yeah because yeah. that's what but you say when you're in hollywood that said while we don't take it seriously we are fascinated by it and that is one of the things that i think we want to look at in this podcast is how do people what do people do with quote-unquote news when there is no news when there is nothing i mean all you know is episode seven lucasfilm disney michael arndt i do find it weird you would think people would remember the prequels and kind of remember how this whole dance works you know kenneth brana as obi-wan yeah you you think they wouldn't be completely unfamiliar they they kind of be able to recall the, the rhythms of the rumor mongering and all the, you know, it's like you can ignore almost everything. Like, wait till it's beating you over the head before you start to believe it, you know? The, uh, the Bail Organa, Obi Wan, Anakin, Padme, like, love quadrangle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, uh, whatever. That's a fourth. Fifth. Whatever the fifth aspect of that would be because of the, uh, the turtleneck. Jar Jar. Turtleneck would obviously make a play beyond Bail Organa, the Padme. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's an interesting time. Zack Snyder you. doing a, I, we talked about this. If it was a, like a Jedi movie that took place, say, like thousands of years before A New Hope and the prequels, mm-hmm. like if it wasn't in any way connected to the timeline where it's kind of like its own thing, it wouldn't be terrible. If you didn't like it, at least it's not like, directly affecting you know the next movie well i think i think you're right that it would it would either have to take place like in the old republic or i mean again we don't know what what the status quo of of a sequel trilogy is but it would seem odd to just have like copious amounts of jedi floating around they're obviously not going to set it during like the prequels i don't think anyone in the creative field is like really saying we should go back to the prequel era I could even work the whole idea into my pitch that I'm going to do in part two of this podcast if if I needed to. Uh, you will. I mean, I don't know. I guess they could have done it in like the same timeline as the sequels, but that would like just, you just have to line up a lot of other plot lines for it and start to make sense. Well, you would think that all the groundwork for these spinoff movies would be in Episode Seven. You know, like you would think that if you're going to go do a bounty hunters movie or whatever. You would have some 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 pretty good bounty hunter scenes to go off of from. I mean, I, I mean, it could be that they're thinking of the model of the Marvel movies where they have these offshoots, you know, like the Iron Man movie, the Thor movie. Yeah. But it's hard to see how like doing like a Jedi movie or a Boba Fett movie would fit into something like that because it's. I mean, the comic book movies are all about just putting these characters on screen and then mm-hmm. kind of half-assing a plot line for them to exist in. Whereas yeah. I would feel like Star Wars sequels would be much more about a specific plot line, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't well, quite match up. You, you, you don't have any kind of clue of who the characters are. I mean, yeah. you secretly want Luke, Leia, and Han to return, but at the same time, you're cognizant of how old these actors are and that it's just not as exciting as it used to be. Um, the people who are like obsessed with the EU and the books are, like, oh, I really want like Jason and Jaina to show up. It's like, what well, do you really mm-hmm. think Jason and Jane are going to be in these movies? I mean, honestly, no. Come on. Well, I mean, if they, um, Jason's dead, but like, if they did a <laughs> in episode seven and like introduce a new Jedi character, and then they're like, oh, offshoot movie, it's like this guy and six other Jedi on like a a side adventure. That would just seem kind of weird. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you could make it work, but 
it'd be strange. It would be so like not Star Wars. Like you just have to adjust to a whole new rhythm of Star yeah. Wars storytelling. You but know? I think I think that's how you'd have to do it. Almost. I don't. I just don't think that you could, from out of nowhere, throw in a spinoff movie and just call it Star Wars. I think you would have to kind of set up whatever the next wave of the franchise is. To me, the best thing to do is to say it takes place like five thousand years before. That way. You're free to do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about continuity or any of that. Yeah, exactly. But it may never happen. It may have been just a meeting. Could be nothing at all. Yeah, and 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 in that to that extent, you know, the vulture story might have been accurate because they talk about their source or whatever, and their source they claimed, if I remember correctly, was the same source that gave them the scoop about episode seven happening probably somebody's agent yeah um so yeah but yeah i mean i think it's very easy to especially if it's an agent as a source it's very easy to spin a meeting into something that it's not Mm -hmm. yeah (sighs) i know i mean that'd be weird if it's like episode eight comes out but like there is this you know aside from episode seven there's this other thing that happened that ties into the plot you know like yeah. It'd be bizarre. Well, it's kind of something they do with those, uh, with like all those EU books. Exactly. Like, uh, that's just what Labyrinth I was going to say. Labyrinth of Evil and all that shit. Yeah. That's just what I was going to say. It has the vibe of like an expanded universe book only as a movie, you know? Which would, it, would it have the same kind of like renders, retconning. Yeah. Dust renders the books like even more irrelevant. Mm hmm. <sighs> but I mean, they said they are going to do these side. This stuff so who, who knows what they'll do i'm kind of curious what was it was it's kasdan and kinsberg kinberg i mean I, they still haven't been We're officially announced by lucasfilm but like supposedly that's okay. a done deal um and that they're working on episode eight or possibly something else like nobody really knows you know i don't know it would seem odd to me if they were doing episode eight it would seem to make a lot more sense to me if they were working on these side projects because presumably aren't is still hard at work. Like, you know what I mean? Like no matter how good his outline is, you don't have a finished script, let alone a finished or working movie to base your sequel off of. Um, even if the outline has supposedly been generated by him, uh, who knows? <laughs> well, we don't really seem... know anything is, is the thing that keep the keep concrete in your present right now. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know anything and that's why we're doing this podcast i think in a lot of ways is we're so fascinated by the way the wheels get spun based on knowing nothing the frenzy that these people get into the only wisdom is in knowing that you know nothing john snow mm. Mm. anyway that was the the brief tempting possible star wars news that is perhaps not news at all um there was like another thing where people expecting news yesterday um and then that didn't happen so who the hell knows like sooner or later kathleen kennedy is gonna have to announce a director here yeah yeah um i know whedon did an interview recently where he basically said he wishes he could do star wars but he's busy with the avengers which everyone assumed you know so yeah yeah i mean everyone wishes he could do star wars yeah so, still secretly holding out hope on on Fincher being like the dark horse candidate. Who knows? I think I, I'm worried that Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea will keep him away. Mm. Plus, I don't know. I mean, I get the I get the sense that Disney's not quite. They're not going for like that instant slam dunk name. I think they're leaning towards like a Favreau type or. No, we don't know anything at all about that though. So true. 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 I mean, as much I mean, as we try maybe, to remain above it, though, we are also in the speculation game. Oh, of course we are. You know, maybe uh, Lucasfilm wanted Zack Snyder to do some, like, weird, like, bizarrely violent Star Wars movie with a lot of, like, slow motion, like, gore, you know? Yeah. Maybe School that's girls. what they're looking for. Yeah. yeah. School girls and, like, School uh, girl just, Jedi outfit. Yeah. Like, just filthy with the homoeroticism. Just yeah. dripping with it. Yeah, anyway, uh, what else we have to talk about here? You want to talk about Star Tours? I would the, love to talk about Star Tours. How cool is that? The adventure continues. Oh, so cool. 
This is like, uh, so you hadn't done Star Wars in like years and years, or Star Tours in years and years, right? I did, yeah, I did a Disney World as a kid. I mean, this is way before the prequels had come out. So it was like the, the Death Star one. Uh-huh. I remember there was like an update with like, uh, Endor or something like that, but I never got to see that one, I don't think. So I didn't know honestly what to expect when I went into this. Yeah. I had seen it like a year ago, so I was obviously prepared. Yeah. Um, but it's but cool. in case anyone is curious, the new Star Tours, it's called Star Tours, the adventure continues. We went to the one in Disneyland, California. Um, it's basically like, it's kind of randomized where there's a couple different openings. I know there's at least two. We only saw one in the four we- times we went, but I know there's at least two. Well, no, the, the opening was always the same. It's, no, but there is another one. There's another opening? Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We didn't see it, but I've seen it. There is another one. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And then it, it usually randomizes to like one planet that you go to visit and then either Akbar or Yoda will show up and send you to another planet that's, that's randomized. And then, you know, that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. We got four planets. I'm pretty sure there's at least Geonosis as well. Uh, there may be more, but we got, uh, Naboo, Coruscant, Kashik, and Tatooine as the various planets that were visited. Mm-hmm. So you get two planets per ride. Depends, you know, randomize on which ones you get. It either ended on Naboo or ended on Coruscant each That's time. That's right, yeah. Um, so much fun though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you when you get to Tatooine, like you you get thrust into the middle of a pod race. Uh, when you get to Kashyyyk, you're basically like in a sequence from Revenge of the Sith, um, which is very similar to like Endor stuff from from like Return of the Jedi. Bikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Naboo, you you're flying around like the space battle above Naboo, then you're just on Naboo, then you're underneath with like the Gungans and the underneath the water of the Gungans and the various sea monsters, and then you you crash land into a hangar back above mm. ground of water. The Coruscant one though was breathtakingly cool. Coruscant one is cool. It's basically the above Coruscant, like the space battle from Revenge of the Sith is going on all around you, and then you eventually go all the way down to the planet in like a really cool plunge, and you get down into. Uh, kind of like between the buildings at the very yeah. end there. Yeah, you basically end up in a version of the uh, the, the chase from uh, Attack of the Clones. But the simulator is, is really good with your 3D glasses and what have you. Um, so like when, you, when you're doing that plunge, when you're falling like through the atmosphere, like to, to Coruscant, like the cityscape, it just, you really feel like your ship is about to crash land. It's, oh, it's so wonderful. Mm. <laughs> I'm like sitting there just like screaming with glee. Like, mm. yes! He was. Yes! <laughs> Every time I knew it was coming. Yeah, and you generally had like some of the people, like adults, who were like kind of like scared, you know? Like, I think. Yeah, the lady the, next to me was screaming constantly. Like, constantly. I think the fact that you could like get into that suspension of disbelief to think that you're actually in danger, you know, is, is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, yeah. And it's classic Star Wars style. It's like, you know, the, the captain of your little Star Tours ship, like, for some reason isn't on board and it's like R2 and C3PO have to pilot the ship and that's of course a haphazard mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the little, the little holograms either Yoda or Admiral Akbar showing up are really cool. Yeah, yeah, they look cool in 3D. Um, some some technical notes I feel like mentioning. Uh, these are actually done in 60 frames per second 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you might wonder like why would it be good if it's in 60 FPS and I would say the reason for that is because it's not a movie. Um, it's you're supposed to be like looking out the window of your, you know, Star Tour ship. Yeah, and so yeah. it makes sense for stuff to move more like it's video than like it's film. Um, yeah, but. it looks like real life if Star Wars was your real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, the the ability to suspend your disbelief is certainly there. It looks that good, um, and everything about it is cool. Like the you know, because it's Disney, so they have it designed perfectly well for your your user experience, even before you get onto the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, the waiting area, they have several different you know droids and like eye candy. C three PO and R two are talking over like a like a life size replica of the ship before you even get you know halfway through the line, and you get to see like all the various departures and arrivals, like they're in an actual airport, and they've got banter. There's two more droids that have banter that you get to overhear while you're in line. I know it's dorky, but I think my favorite thing about the whole 
waiting in line section is that in the arrivals and departures, they use planets from uh, like the Timothy Zahn novels, novels like that. Yeah. Well, and, and the throwaway ones, like uh, one I had to ask you about that I completely forgot about, like Kato Nemoida. Mm-hmm. Where, Mentioned in uh, Revenge of the Sith, yeah. That business did not did not happen. Yeah. Um, and then I think I think we decided that it was uh, Putty did the voice of the one droid. It Who really had? sounded like it was Putty. Yeah. Like he had good lines. I mean, <laughs> they were cheesy, but they were good. It was it was mm-hmm. it was fun. And then like just the 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 Disney performers, the real life people who act as your 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 whatever you call them, like the person that will get you in your ship, make sure your seatbelts yeah. on, and all that shit. Like the first time we did it, the one guy, like he's doing the whole thing to make sure everyone's seatbelts attached, you know, no flash photography, all that shit. He had like his two trainees that he's showing how to do things. And the guy, like he, he was like seamlessly, effortlessly like handling both of those well, things he was, at once, I thought. He was like working the training session into like his like role, which was yeah. just kind of bizarre. But I mean, he did <laughs> it, he was, like, he was, like, know, he like, was training, you know, as though he were training new, uh, like, uh, like flight attendants on store yeah. tours rather than new yeah. Disneyland employees doing the ride, you know. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't totally feel like the 30 of us sitting there waiting for our thing to start were, you know, stuck waiting for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it worked pretty well, I thought. Um, yeah, so much fun. We did it four times in our day at Disney. And uh, Not enough. I think the only thing missing was like maybe five more times. Mm-hmm. I would swear there are more than the four planets we got. Uh, we looked on uh, Wikipedia and there was no information. Maybe somebody out there can let us know if there are more planets than Kashik, Naboo, Coruscant, and Tatooine. Yeah, and and if there are more planets, planets, and you've done it, I'd like to hear what they're like. Because, um, God, Coruscant, I would love to do Coruscant again. Even like, mm-hmm. like, but even like Kashik, which I think was the least interesting to me, was Kashik. But uh, like the Tatooine one was really cool, like the well, pod race and everything. The opening part that we never got, we always got two stormtroopers showing up. Um, yeah. But there is one where, like, Vader shows up with a whole bunch of stormtroopers and tries to, like, force hold the ship. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it just got a little hard as you said that. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really cool that, like, you're in the hangar and the Empire shows up and, like, you're following the Falcon out of out of the hangar. There's a whole, like, armada of, like, Star Destroyers out there waiting for you. It was really cool. It's nice to see Star Destroyers, is it not? Yeah. Just Just feels right. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, like, it, it plays fast and loose like the timeline, but mm-hmm. you don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you don't. I'm not sure if uh, this is part of the canon or not. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's so much fun, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, highly recommend it the next time you're in shitty-ass Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's talk about, too, about the Jedi Academy thing, too, because I thought that was interesting. Oh, the like the Jedi Training Academy thing. Well, let's talk about first of all the the before we get there. The, even the so obviously it's a Disney thing. So when you get out of Star Tours and you go through your line, they deposit you in the Star Wars specific gift shop. Exit through the gift shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's toys. There's various merchandise. There's like a little uh, uh thing where you can buy all the very or get all the things like build your own unique custom lightsaber toy. Um, taking bits and pieces from like Count Dooku's lightsaber and Obi Wan's lightsaber. Yeah, the thing that intrigued me most about that was one of the like pieces was for making a lightsaber that essentially had like a little handle on it, like a billy club would. And yeah. It's like how the hell would you use a lightsaber like that? Yeah, it seems like you'd well, like you like be cutting like parts of your body off on accident. Didn't you? You looked at the guy's name like you didn't recognize his name, did you? No, some shit from the EU. It's probably from the Clone Wars, I would guess. Uh uh um and then you know they had your usual like star wars hoodies and, and like like woogie skull caps and stuff like that i bought a shirt for a friend for his birthday it's uh it's got a uh, lando on it and the uh the slogan in like kind of like a 70s like font is uh intergalactic swagger which I love. yes uh, um there was a darth vader one which i thought was funny which was uh like don't hate the player hate the game um i mean it's it's you know it's it's Star Wars merchandise. Like, mm-hmm. I can't hate on any kind of gift shop that's full of Star Wars merchandise. I just can't. Because you want it. You don't care that it's like crass, like soulless marketing and commercial commercialization. You want it. Um, and then Disney does a thing where, depending on how small your child is, and they're all pretty small, you can go to a little outdoor arena thing where a bunch of people dressed like Jedis will it's train. Like every, every hour they have like a training session. Yeah. 
Yeah, they take like 15 kids up on stage. They give them little Jedi robes, give them a little like plastic lightsaber toy, and they show them some general like lightsaber moves. Mm-hmm. And then they bring out a guy dressed like Darth Vader with like pre-programmed like Vader phrases. And each kid gets to do like, you know, 10 seconds of fighting Darth Vader. Yeah, it, it's incredibly bizarre to watch because they're all like, they're all really into their roles, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the uh, like the Jedi Padawan chick was hot. I'm just gonna point that mm-hmm. out again. You just want to, like I said, you just want to cruise through Anaheim on a Saturday, find all the Disney performers who are off work, and like just pray that you're you meet up with the Padawan girl. Mm-hmm. God, the story she could tell you probably be bitter and. Sexy. And there's always like the one kid who's just clueless and it's just yeah. like like pointed in the wrong direction and waving his lightsaber or whatever, you know? Yeah, like holding it by the uh, the lit up blade or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the guy who's like the head Jedi guy was just like super in it, like giving these kids like uh, like Jedi ethics and what have you to live he had, by. He had like some moves, you know? Yeah, yeah, he was super in it. He looked like he really wanted to show off too. <laughs> Boy, like, you know, it's, you hope that this guy, whoever this guy was, whoever this out-of-work actor is, Who's now in work at Disney? Like you hope that like this is like, you know what, guys? This is actually my dream. <laughs> yeah, this is what I wanted to grow up to do. Sort of. <laughs> I guess if you liked kids and you like Star Wars, there's a lot worse things you could be doing with your life. Well, you know, as as two two guys who don't have children um, and can't envision themselves having children, spend a day at Disneyland. We we I think we decided after an hour that we really. Don't have any business getting that upset about the kids. Yeah. <laughs> no position to complain about kids at Disneyland. But still, why do you bring kids when you ne- they need a stroller? Like, they're not going to have any fun. Yeah. The Yeah, but then I was telling my friend, it was like, uh, you really couldn't bring a young child on Star Tours, though, unfortunately. Like, no, they have, a, they have like a little height thing. Oh, did they? Yeah, because yeah. there was, I don't remember what, I kind of wanted to do that uh, after like the fourth time, I thought. I like, kind of wanted to like just double check back, like, what was the youngest child I've seen on there? Because it was primarily, I thought, like adults and like teenagers. Yeah. Well, it was like uh, like forty inches or something was the minimum height. Like I saw them pull a kid out of line to measure him. Ah, oh, that would suck. Be <laughs> Be sent, told that you're not sent you're away not, crying. Yeah, you're not tall enough for Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I hope I hope they like refund your ticket or something mm-hmm. about that. One. Well, on one of those, on the Naboo one, like, you're in the planet core and, like, the monster grabs on your ship and shakes it around. Like, at that part, I was, like, literally, like, thrown against the wall because I was all the way on the right side. <laughs> I was just, like, thrown nice. against the wall on the edge of the ship. So, I can see how you wouldn't want kids that are too small doing that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah, the... Also, the Indiana Jones ride, for anybody who's at Disney, speaking of Lucasfilm properties, like, check it out. It's cool, too. Yeah. I think we're talking yeah. about... Not only is it cool, but there's like that, like quarter of a mile, you know. Uh, yeah, like the line. line, the line waiting part is super long. Like there was no line; we were just walking through it for like 15 minutes before we got to the uh, yeah. actual and it, thing. It's so cool because you're walking through like these ancient temples and then just all these various locales from an Indiana Jones movie. And we were joking that you know, like in another five minutes, we were going to pass a sign that just says "Hope you enjoyed the Indiana Jones ride" mm-hmm. or whatever. Because it was it was cool. I mean, like if that had been the case, I would have been happy because it just it felt cool to walk through like somewhere Indiana Jones would have walked. But the actual Indiana Jones ride is pretty cool too. It's all right, yeah. I think it's interesting you spent about a quarter of that like in total darkness, like shifting around and moving, and it just adds to the creepiness of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so in this podcast, we're we're going to I'm, I'm going to. Uh, expose myself and and do a pitch on like a semi-serious Star Wars pitch for episode seven what it could be um but that will be in part two before we get to that um you and i when we were on vacation and we were bored in the hotel we're just going on the force net and reading their forums at all the various plot ideas that people were pitching for episode seven and and making fun of them mercilessly um so i'll certainly get my comeuppance when i posit my own ideas but before we do that, uh, do you want to just recap these for our audience and make fun of them some more? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm kind of glancing through some of them because some of them were, I mean, like, they will offer you true enjoyment of how bad they are. Like, I think you had the brilliant idea that anytime you should post online, but especially 
for your posting your own Star Wars synopsis, you should maybe include your age, just so people know yeah. how harshly to judge you. Yeah, because some of these, it's like, I don't, what is this kid, like 12? You know, like, yeah. they, you know, I was pretty fucking dumb at 12, too. I, I probably had, actually, I know I had the most retarded Star Wars ideas ever, because I, like, me and my friend, like, plotted a whole, like, wannabe book out once, and it would have been terrible. Um, <laughs> it was total, like, Luke and Leia, you know, like, fanfic. Or not Luke and Leia, Luke and Mara fanfic. <laughs> Um, God, bad. Speaking of which, there was the one that, like, uh, it was talking about, like, Marisolo. 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 We were like, what? Well, not, Luke. not to get uh, too far into the awful past, but I remember that when we, me and my friend were doing this when we were, like, 14, this was right after those awful Kevin J. Anderson Jedi Academy trilogy books oh, yeah. where they had the, the Sun Crusher ship that can just fly through anything. And so we're like, well, let's just build another ship like that, and it'll just fly through everything. You know, like, that was our, our good, good idea there. Um, a it's lot all your of fault, these, Kevin J. Anderson. A lot of these, like, they really want to bring, like, Ahsoka into the sequel trilogy. Well, the first one here on the this plot ideas thread, he, he wants there's, a there's ghost... There's several threads, yeah. He wants a Sorry. ghost Anakin giving advice to Luke on how to keep his grandchildren from falling to the dark side. <laughs> like seriously, like you want that scene? That's yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh, also wants General Calrissian and General Antilles. Mm. Um, a lot of these, I think we were shocked to see, really want like Darth Plagueis. Yeah, a lot of the uh, online fans are obsessed with Darth Plagueis. Assumably from re- reading that book. Which I didn't find to be very good. And you have not read the book, but you're not missing no. much. I'm. I, I remember after reading some of these people's terrible pitches, I was thinking like, should I go out and read this book? Is it going to be that like important? <laughs> it's just God. Like a lot of them just really, really want dark pages. Like they're really like apparently like blown over by you know how evil and, and what a mastermind this guy is. Well, and the guy's plan was a lot of, like, it was, like, he his alter ego was, like, some rich, like, banker, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of, like, you know, using finance and, like, wealth to, like, influence the Senate. And, uh, it was just like, you know what? That doesn't make for a good movie. It, the whole book was basically, like, let's try to make the plot line of the prequels with, like, Palpatine and all that, like, make a little more sense, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, trying to, like, fill in the, the mystery that was hinted at but never really delivered on as far as Palpatine and, and Plagueis. Was and it a lot of stuff about like uh, like Darth Maul not being a real Sith Lord and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, you get some of Darth Maul. And it's, I, I felt like it was just like this fan-wankery excuse for like like Sith using the Force to do evil things like tear people apart, you know, and like all, all that kind of shit, you know. See, I'm not a fan of anything that would claim that, like, Darth Maul and Count Dooku were not real Sith Lords because, as presented in the movie, they sure as shit seem like they were real Sith Lords, you know? Like, that, that's just dumb. That's just bad, like, business practice to then put out, like, a stupid tie-in book that claims that they weren't. I don't know. Um, they could just be Dark Jedi. Or they could, be, you know, be not, like, true Sith or, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think that we all need to like really get into too much of like what's a true Sith or not. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's maybe going a little too deep into it. But a lot of them people wanted like Palpatine to return. I mean, what fascinated me is that a lot of these people like they really put like a, like a lot of thought, like a lot of philosophy and stuff into it. I mean, the one guy's pitch I'm kind of looking at, there's a lot of bad titles, a lot of bad titles, like episode seven, Journal of the Wills, uh-huh. episode eight, Time of Greatest Despair. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's a real. That's gonna look real good on a poster. But yeah. like one of them, the guy, like literally, he wanted, he wanted a Palpatine Force ghost. He wanted Palp like zombie Palpatine. He wanted <laughs> Palpatine to possess somebody else's body. He wanted a clone of Palpatine. He wanted a reincarnated Palpatine. And then there was like some other kind of Palpatine thing. This is all concurrently, by the way. Yeah. Like he wanted like eight different types of Palpatine, like roaming around the galaxy, like causing shit. He wanted like peak Palpatine. Yeah, peak Palpatine. Yeah. Um, well, this like, one guy, guy, this one like, guy here, guy? he wants the Jedi Order to split into several factions and like start fighting each other. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, like some of these people are like, throwing like their casting advice, like Liam Hensworth. 
Kay Panabaker and like George Stoltz or Jeff Stoltz. Come on, fuck you. That's terrible. A lot of people wanted the freaking like Mandalorians. Yeah, fucking Mandalorians. There we go. Episode yeah. seven, A New Dawn. Episode eight, Vengeance of Mandalore. Uh, Episode nine, Return of Darkness. God, that's terrible. Like a lot of these, like the the titles they come up with are just like descriptions of plot points, you know? Yeah. Well, there was the one that was just called like Episode Seven: Good versus Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like your ideas are bad, and you should feel bad. I like the ones where they write the opening crawl, which, by the way, I wrote my own opening crawl. Episode uh, seven: The Next Force. Episode eight: Spawn of Darkness. Man, some of these are just, they're like, I can't even read them. They're just written poorly, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of, but, and they're like, well, you know, like 20 paragraphs long. Here's the them. thing. When you're on a Star Wars forum and you can't spell Leia properly, like, just yeah. get off. Fuck yeah. off. There's no yeah. H in Leia. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, a lot of them, too, what they'll do is they'll go back and they'll take, like, one throwaway line from, like, the original trilogy, and they'll base that on some kind of, like, like logical fallacy that they now assume exists throughout all of the movies. Like uh, Yoda saying that only a fully trained Jedi Knight with the Force's ally will conquer Vader and the Emperor. So now it's like based on this, Luke's not a real Jedi. There's like, therefore, there's like other people who were better. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I like the ones where, uh, like Han has like left Leia. Like either they were never married or they got married, but then he left and is like a deadbeat or something like that. But one of those like 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 they're divorced, but she's had his love child or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I love those. I just want to get back to like Mara Solo. Like Mar- either Mar- way, Luke Solo. loses. <laughs> In your face, Luke. I think he says it a couple times, so it's like maybe he, it wasn't a typo. Like maybe he really meant Mara Solo. Yeah, I'm looking at one now where Leia has Han's love child. It's like Han dies at something, but like Chewie escapes and. And then Leia learns about his death and is saddened because she has his love child. Oh, yeah. so terrible. Episode 7, The Dark Legacy. Oh. A lot of Mandalorians. Jesus, so much Mandalorians. A lot of Jaina and Jason. People love that. Jason's dead. <laughs> you need to accept that, son. Uh, a lot of like Ahsoka and the Starkiller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fucking Starkiller. Like, a lot of trying to work that guy in. That guy is not a character. He's like a like a video game avatar. He has no character. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of them are just like, uh, you know, can we see a mixture of new planets? And could some of the action from the first movie also pay off into the second movie? Mm-hmm. And also, like, can we see like a Tuscan slaughter this time? Yeah. Also, uh, Kyle Katarn. A lot of people wanted to work that guy in. Another. Uh, Character who's not doesn't have an actual character. He's just a video game avatar, you know. Oh, cool. Which one was he? He was in the Dark. He's the one from Dark Forces, and then the the Jedi Knight video game. Like, he's just a video game character. He has no personality at all. He's not supposed to. He's a video game character. Episode (laughs) seven. You project your own personality onto him. Yeah. Episode seven. An evil rises forth. Oh, rises forth. Yeah. May the rising fourth be with you. Uh, you know what I'm surprised we haven't seen yet? Huh. Uh, I don't think I've seen this. Is episode seven, The Dark Side Rises. <laughs> I can't believe somebody hasn't gone there yet, because you know they want to. A lot of the, the plot lines are basically like the Joker plot lines, you know? Where yeah. it's like like Sith terrorists or something causing havoc. Yeah. Um. There was, here's the one where, like, why couldn't Luke be more like Radagast from the Hobbit movie? Oh, God. I'll tell you why not. Fuck you. That's why not. <laughs> Episode 7, Spectre of the Force. A lot of people want, like, lots of Force ghosts. Like, they want yeah. Obi-Wan and Yoda and Qui-Gon and Anakin. Just, like, I don't know, chilling. Well, the one guy, like, he was, like, uh, couldn't somebody tell, like, Luke and his, like, son or whatever about the the events of the first six movies thus giving us like a montage like, yeah he wants a big montage really route. want a montage yeah. and then there's the like people they, they go into a lot like with their whole their whole trilogy ideas too 
Well, then he, it's just, just sad. Like the people who are obviously like really, really tied into the EU and they want like a story about Ben Skywalker and Alana Solo. Guess what, yeah. kids? That's not happening. You're, you're not going to get that. They want like the Mandalorians and the Imperial Remnant to team up. Sure, sure. No time travel. Oh. <laughs> like the guy just says Sith to be involved somehow. Hmm. Yeah. A bit of mystery. <laughs> this is why, like, I want to know how old this person is when they're writing this, you know? Yeah. All right, here we go. Here it is. Star Wars Episode Seven: Good versus Evil. Somebody using a holocron. I also thought the holocrons are really dumb. And just, like... What is that again? It's, like, this, like, cube that, like, dispenses, like, holographic Jedi wisdom or something. It's basically just, like, a massive, like... Like exposition device, device, you know, um, okay. it, with the ability to retcon when needed. It's basically like so, something for something for Luke to know all about, like the Jedi shit that was invented, uh, you know, in, in the prequels and in other eras that he wouldn't normally have known, you know. Why doesn't like Luke just like whip out his Palantir? Why is that? Yeah. And then of course the there's a, there's a Sith holocron as well. Of course. Yeah. The New Republic, protected by the heroic New Jedi Order, is the bastion of freedom in the Sky River Galaxy. With the, the evil Sith Empire is trying the to destroy galaxy? the galaxy? The Sky River Galaxy. Sky River. Don't ask me. But the evil Sith Empire is trying to destroy the Republic, and the Jedi start a new. And the Jedi start a new age of tyranny and suppression. Now, Jaina Solo and Jason Solo have to stop them from doing this. Mm. Jason's dead. You need to accept it. Episode 7, Spectra of the Force. Not even Spectre. Spectra. Oh, this Spectra. is the one about the hooded figure. Remember that one? Like, like whatever the Where story like, was, they kept cutting back. Or it's like, like it's figure. Luke. No shit, it's Luke, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Who like could it possibly be except for Luke? Yeah. Some kind of captivity at the very end. Like, he, like, removes his hood and it's Luke. Ooh. Episode 8 is going to be interesting. Episode 7, an ominous prophecy. Like, do you seriously prophecy. think the movie's going to be called An Ominous Prophecy? Why not? <laughs> uh, was only, like, a few of these things were particularly interesting to me. Like, the... But the way they do it, of course, is terrible. It was, like, the idea that maybe not everyone in the galaxy knows by the time of Episode 7 that, like, uh, like Darth Vader was, like, Luke's father. Like, that makes sense. But then here, it's like there's this big... Like they're literally, like, literally, like trying to work in like a, like you know, a Harvey Dent, you know, turned evil from the Dark Knight trilogy type of thing in this. And once the galaxy finds out, like all the Jedi are going to be hunted down or something. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, Kane, the reincarnation of Palpatine. Who then kills clone Palpatine? I think this is the one of all the Palpatines I just found. The Ace Way or whatever. No, it's this is episode eight, time of greatest despair. Um, oh. a, a second Clone Wars is broken out, led by Clone oh. Palpatine. There was the one I can't remember how it worked. I can't remember what the denominator of it was, but it was like somehow like Luke had to let like Palp all the Palpatines combine into one, and then try <laughs> and then to take over him. him, and then he cuts his own head off or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like I don't think that. The kids need to see Luke Skywalker decapitate himself in a heroic suicide. I don't know what that toy would look like, but it scares the shit out of me. I just want to read you this sentence. Um, okay. Kane's spirit would always be there to guide any who would receive it along the right path, for he had become himself a new and perfect midichlorian, by which all living beings could know the light side of the Force. Oh, Jesus. How do you film that? Seriously. Ugh. Yeah. The there was one that was interesting. I thought it was gonna be interesting where it talked about like by the end of the trilogy, whoever the protagonist was was going to have to learn that you kinda had to live between the light side and the dark side of the force. Yeah. And then it just got into a lot of like, let's bring back Darth Plagueis and team him up with some or some Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. I'm a after these episodes are posted, I'm gonna go go join the force.net forum and post a link to this episode. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to hear from some of these people. I just love it when they mention 
obscure EU stuff like Zyost or Aquilae or like some of these like like Sith homeworlds that are only brought up in the EU and have always sounded extremely lame, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or fucking Mandalore. Uh, I just don't understand why people are so obsessed with Boba Fett. They're so, like, they're not interesting. They're incredibly boring. Yeah. Like, yeah, mercenaries person, aren't interesting characters. This person wants to see Tom Hardy as Cad Bane's son. Cad Bane? Yeah. Bane. Of course. If I take that off, will you die? It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. I could do that all night. <laughs> Later on, we're going to start our, our all Bane podcast. <laughs> we had to know what he told you. Nothing. I told him nothing. Luke. Oh, Jesus Christ. You just, you glance down these pages and a sentence jumps out at you like, Luke kills Leia Vader. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, do you remember there was the one where it's like, like it starts off where Luke's just on some kind of planet, like in a forest, like, I don't know, like meditating or whatever. And then a la like the uh, cave from Dagobah. Yeah. It's like Vader shows up and he fights him. Only this time it's like Leia's. Yeah, face I think that's what mask. I'm looking at right now. Okay. Yeah. And then th- this is the best part about it. And then Luke's, then Luke kills Leia Vader. Then Luke wakes up from such a nightmare. And the next films can deal with all those deals. Yeah, all those deals. Well, holy shit. Option this guy. Michael Arndt's just like, he's going to go back to Disney. He's going to return the check. He's going to be like, I can't do it. There's obviously better people on the internet handling this already. All these deals. This guy says, I, I wouldn't mind a subplot. Of Luke trying to turn the ghost of Palpatine good. And <laughs> Palpatine un- helps Luke undo the evil he created. That's like uh, the worst movie ever. Uh, yeah. That's the thing about a certain type of fan. <laughs> the the fan fiction fan. Well, you the, know, uh, I, I've always wondered, and especially with the Force Net, I know that uh, some of their creators are very religious. Uh, some of the times when you're dealing with Star Wars, it really seems like people are projecting their own like crazy religious beliefs onto the force you know oh yeah yeah. you ever see that it's like this is starting to sound like it's not the force it's something else yeah yeah um yeah some like some of these people they just they don't have that very special very human ability to just let something go (laughs) the guy who wants luke to be like radagast like somebody punched that guy like in the in the penis just bam right in the cock yeah, we should we should call up his nearest friend and have him physically by proxy mm-hmm. punch this man in the penis. Or stomach. I'm not that cruel. Episode seven, Mandalore Rises. Mm-hmm. And some of these people are just well, hold on, I'm sorry. Episode seven, opaque resurrection. Wait, that's real? Uh this is from the the thread called Your Synopsis. Oh. Now, some of these are obviously like, you know, people are just having a little levity, like adding a little levity to this bullshit. Like uh, one guy's thing is just after being elected chancellor, Lando reveals himself to be the lost Sith, Darth Smooth, and he brings the dark side back in style. I'm all for that. I like the plot lines that require a uh, force ghost of like Yoda or Obi-Wan or Palpatine or whoever to appear to like start the plot, you know, like tell them you, you have to go somewhere. Yeah. Episode 7, The Army of the Force. The Army of the Force. Mm-hmm. Episode 7, Shattered Empire. A lot of these people, they really want... Now, this will give you a good cue because I know you want to talk about this. A lot of these people really want Luke to be like leading like literally an army of Jedi. Yeah, yeah. They Well, I guess there's like uh, one of those video games has like some cutscene of like this... Jedi versus Sith battle where it's like all these uh-huh. Jedi with lightsabers running at all these Sith like they want it to be like Braveheart or something like that you know I don't think that would work very well on screen but well I, I as you've said like too many Jedi is a bad idea that that's my feeling I don't know if they'll go in this direction or not um my my kind of like extreme desperate hope uh, on that like Zack Snyder rumor when it came out was that that would be a way for them to have the Jedi in something that's separate from the main plot line so that there weren't too many Jedi 
like screen yeah. with the vibe of the main Star Wars movies. Yeah. Episode seven, the dawn of darkness. What's sad is that not one of these uh, mentions the return of Grando Calrissian. I know. Episode seven, an ancient prophecy. Mm-hmm. Wink. <laughs> uh, this person wants a new virgin birth in episode seven. Uh, I need to get away from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Episode seven, the rising of the tide. Oh, a prophecy of darkness. Dark tide rises. The the yes. dark Jedi night rises. Hmm. 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 Of course. <laughs> well, perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of an airplane. <laughs> oh, like this one, I'm not going to watch them, but whoever this person is, they've made like opening crawls oh. for their terrible, like episode <laughs> seven, the pirate lords. The episode pirate eight, lords. the shadow of the force. Ooh. Episode 9, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The Jedi Path. The Jedi Path. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 7. No, I'm sorry. This is episode 12. Oh. Another, another guy's thing. The Alliance of Peace. Oh, this guy wants uh, the Emperor's son, like Palpatine had a kid off screen. Hi, I'm Chuck Palpatine. <laughs> I'm a little pissed. Uh... This one, like, I'm just kind of glancing at it. The, the, this one, this, the your synopsis thing, I think is probably just as rich as the other ones, but I'm only kind of glancing at it. Uh, something about Vader showing up. He's like a villain. All this shit's going down. Halfway through the movie, like, Vader removes his helmet to reveal that he's Luke. Mm. Uh, there's a, there's Jedi zombies. There's a new Jedi council. There's a group of star killers. At some point, the Jedi are, like, testifying on the floor of the Senate. Oh, the other thing that people wanted to bring back was, like, Darth Mace Windu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I, I, uh, I, kind of like this, just in its absurdity. Because uh, Samuel Jackson, like, he's been in the press, and he's just like, he's like, yeah, I want to be in Episode 7. Like, he's like, yeah, I'll totally do it. You know, and people are like, well, he died in Episode 3. And he's just like, no, no, no. Like, oh, you saw my arm get cut off, and you saw me, like, get thrown out the window. We've already seen Anakin. He was able to just, like, hop in a speeder. Like, I probably could have done that and gotten away. And so it's like, yeah, like, I could just come back, like, years and years later. Uh, and so everyone's like, well, yeah, he'd just be, like, it's like he's, like, embittered, and he's, like, any dark Jedi now, and he has, like, he's all, like, you know, half machine and man. And it's just like, yeah, Samuel Jackson with another purple lightsaber. Of um, course, of course. I, I almost I, I admired Samuel Jackson's like his tenacity, you know. Yeah, yeah. I admire his ability to get things done by sheer force of will. Mm-hmm. He's like it's plausible, kind of, you know. You never yeah. saw the body. Put me back in the movie. Yeah, and you don't, you don't, you don't honestly see that all that often. I mean, I think the only time you really seen that like in like a super nerdy genre thing was uh, uh, what's his name, Siler, like becoming Spock. You know, like oh yeah. Because, I mean, you got to do the echo of Leonard Nimoy. You have to find someone kind of weird looking. <laughs> Here's somebody like standing up with, I think, from a producer standpoint, some nerd cred from that stupid TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Episode 7, An Infinite Peace. First of all, mm-hmm. the previous guy. An Alliance of Peace. That is like the least marketable film title of all time. <laughs> Nobody's like, going to go see a movie called An Alliance of Peace. People hear that. They just start making a jerking off motion with their hand. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I uh I really worked hard in the fake names I created for my pitch. I avoided putting any like uh random apostrophes in there, you know. Yeah. Wanted to not do that. Chris I actually Sturks, Sturks. Yeah, I, I did not create titles for my movies. I I just didn't even feel like devoting the uh creative energy into thinking of that. One just so, called Good versus Evil. Good versus Evil. Or the Journal of the Wills. I think we just need to call it a Dark Jedi Knight Rises. Yeah. But this this one, uh guy's actually offering uh, editorial advice to a previous guy's post that uh, there's too much backstory in your crawl. Oh. I think that's, like, these guys are going to collaborate on some real bullshit here. This guy has The Way of the Jedi. The Way of the Jedi. Oh, this is, he's basically just doing the Seven Samurai thing here. Oh, naturally. 
So, but when we when we do your pitch in part two of this episode, are we going to go with our suggested casting things? Uh, well, and the thing I wrote on the site. By the way, my pitch I I put the outline on the site so you can laugh at it and comment in it for all eternity. Um, <laughs> I basically like kind of like like winked hinted at uh, Teresa Palmer and Case do, but I mean it doesn't necessarily need to be that. You know who I'm thinking about though. You're thinking of Rooney Mara, right? Oh no no I meant you you know which actor I'm thinking about for that one particular role. Oh Timothy Oliphant? Yes. Yeah 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 I should have put that in there maybe I'll edit that. Yeah. The Oliphant. We had another uh, one too. Didn't we have another actor? I can't remember. It's not hugely important. It's 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 wankery. So. Yeah I can't remember. Um, <laughs> Solo. So, uh, episode seven, a destiny revealed. First of all, you cannot have a movie come out called a destiny revealed. Who does is n- not? Who is Nomi Skywalker? Is that like something from? Uh, I don't like know. I Sky writes. Sky writes Nomi Skywalker, and is that is that a character from the EU, or is he just pulling it out of his ass? This guy wants Mary Jade to be the antagonist. It's Jason and Jaina Solo to be in it. No, Jason's dead. Um, sorry kid he wants a Oops. prince or a duke or someone royal huh. yeah. um when i type in nomi skywalker into google it brings me up for the uh user profile from a couple of different like rpg like hmm. sites I, i'm assuming it's some kind okay. of user who knows where he gets his name from uh episode Person- seven a rising threat a rising threat. This person wants Luke to be cut down by Mira for refusing to kill her. Uh. Sure. Sure. Like, I think a lot of these people are thinking not so much like Star Wars, but like Highlander. Yeah, or they're thinking of like plots from like video games or books, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not really thinking about a movie. Oh, this one guy, like he's he's on this other thread. He's just reposted his his thing all together. The uh, episode eight, time of greatest despair. <laughs> episode nine, the son of sons. Son of sons. That's not yeah. terrible, um, but not as a title. Like I don't know. That, that that's like the title of like an EU book, you know? Oh 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 oh. Was this was one line reminded me of the other one? But uh, the one line is the. Uh, the guy lets know the emperor that he's failed. It's the I am a Jedi like my father and my grandfather before me. <laughs> Do you remember the one line though? It was oh, no, yeah, Luke, yeah, yeah. I am your son, <laughs> yeah, Luke. I am your son. It's like inspired awfulness. No, Luke. I am your son. Uh, maybe Maris Solo is <laughs> cheating on Han, Luke. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your son. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your son. That's literally impossible. Uh, Luke's like, I really don't want to bring this up, but I'm a virgin. You know, I mean, shit. He's like, listen, kid, the only girl I ever had like a thing for, and by a thing, I mean like a crush and a boner, turned out to be my sister. It's been a long dry spell. Yeah. Long tattooing dry spell. Yeah. I'm a moisture farmer. And it's yeah. been very dry. <laughs> uh, this guy is like episode seven, the hidden fortress. Oh. And other people are like, that's a great title. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like episode eight, Yojimbo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 episode seven. The arcane alignment. Oh. What is, I guess that, that's better that than has to involve like, uh, does that involve like holocrons or something? Like, I'm, I'm scanning it now. But it's that better sounds than like something, piece. sounds like something from out of those like, uh, those like old Republic video games or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke is now the head of the new Jedi Order. Leia is his like second in command while also a representative to the for the order in the Senate. Lando is the Chancellor. No. Bill Lando. Not, not bad. Han is retired. Chewie is like the captain of the Falcon now. Lando um, is a Chancellor? Yeah, I'm respectable now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Lando 
like meteoric rise mm-hmm. throughout these movies. Meteoric, like he's like he's almost like the brawn. You well, you figure like, he uh he joins the rebellion and is immediately a general. Like how far yeah. away can the chancellorship be? Based you know? on the hand wave of some battle that he supposedly fought. Yeah. In. Who knows how long ago? Somebody must have told him about his maneuver in the Battle of Nab. Like, you just, you just picture like uh, a bunch of like the the admiralty of the uh, the the alliance was talking. Like Leonard just like sneaks in, like whispers, and some guy, "Hey, I heard that Calrissian had a really great maneuver in some <laughs> battle." And they just start whispering around, and eventually, he got the job. it just like goes around in a circle, and he's like, "Oh, hello, I'm Lando Calrissian." We've heard about you, sir. You're a general. Yeah. Just well, not it's that like, hard to do. He was seemingly put in charge of a starfighter command. Like if you're kind of paying attention to like the, yeah. the hierarchy, you know, he's he leads the the starfighters. He's like uh, above yeah. wedge, and it's like you know he's not demonstrated any ability to be like a pilot or anything up to this point. No, no. he was the owner of the Falcon, but we don't know much yeah. more about that. Um, and we don't know how much work like Vagina Mouth next to him is doing in the actual piloting of the ship. That's knee numb, and it's uh, his Solston bombers. But of course, yes. But of course, good old Lando. Anyway, um, I could make fun of Star Wars fans forever, but uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, wrap up part one here, and then in part two, you can listen to my Star Wars pitch, and uh, maybe you'll like it. Maybe it'll be as awful as the stuff I've been making fun of. And and one last bit, like we. We've said before many times that this is the Star Wars podcast for people who hate Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. We haven't named these people by name. But, for example, one of these guys, his username is just Panaka's Dog. <laughs> D-A-W-G. Oh, there you go. He's down yes. with Panaka. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, so join us for part two, yeah. if you dare. If you dare. May the force be with you. Always. Arcane. The arcane alignment. Always.